O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, January 31st, 2022. Stand up for your country. Subverting traditional America is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Aren't you glad I brought this back last week? Okay, so there is a column written by Victor Davis Hansen. You can read it on realclearpolitics.com, entitled Joe Biden and the Uses of Nihilism. Nihilism, wow, very philosophical. Mr. Hansen, who uh, is a college instructor in Central California, is the best traditional slash conservative columnist. He is the most insightful. He is a better columnist than me. And I will freely admit that. The guy is brilliant. And he really nails uh, very important things that you should know about with facts. He's a fact-driven columnist, as this broadcast is a fact-driven broadcast, not an opinion uh, forum. Anyway, the three main areas that Mr. Hansen is worried about in the destruction of traditional America by progressives are these. The elections, law enforcement slash border, and education. All right. Now, I wrote a column yesterday posted on BillOReilly.com about the progressive movement hurting the children, hurting school kids. I hope you all read it. Pretty good column, I have to say. Hansen would like it. The elections are obviously paramount. Now, the New York Times, of all people, have investigated dark money. All right, that is money that nobody knows about going in to subvert the election process. Now, the New York Times is doing this, in my opinion, because it is just bleeding as far as his objectivity is concerned. So it took this on. According to that newspaper, more than $2 billion was spent by shadowy groups in 2020 on the progressive liberal side to influence the vote. $2 billion. Whereas right-wing Republican groups spent less than a billion. Now, we've gone over this. The Mark Zuckerberg... 430 million into various counties so people could be hired to go in and coach people who have mail-in ballots. We went through it. It's on the record. It's not disputed. There's not two sides to the story. It happened. That's not dark money because Zuckerberg donated it to two nonprofit liberal organizations who had to proclaim the donations to the IRS. So we saw it. The dark money is when you give money, big money, to people and they don't know where it came from. Okay. So George Soros, it has just been learned, is donating $125 million for the midterm elections coming in November. It is giving, Soros is giving the money to Democracy PAC, P-A-C, which is run by his son, okay? And the money then is going to be distributed to counties around the USA to try to get people to vote 
progressive. Again, this isn't dark money because we know about it. We know about it. But you can see the heavy, heavy duty money from the left going into trying to tilt the election their way. I think that's fair. That's an assessment. That's where it's going. And there's a lot of it. Now, Republicans, as I said, are doing the same thing to a lesser extent. None of this should be happening. There should be clear guidelines in every state as to what you can and can't do. Remember, if you go to the poll in person and vote, there cannot be electioneering. That's a felony. But if you get a mail-in ballot, there are no restrictions. Someone can come into your home, fill the ballot out, take the ballot, and deliver it to the voting precinct. That should not happen. There are incapacitated people, there are befuddled people, and this is who is being targeted by the mail-in situation. I don't oppose mail-in ballots, but you've got to have restrictions, the same template that you have for in-person voting. That's not unreasonable, that's fair. That's what should be happening. Okay, so that's the elections. Law enforcement. Last week alone, 10 police officers in the United States were shot. Two dead. Last week. We'll get to the specifics of that. In every major city in this country run by progressives, violent crime is out of control. Why? Because the laws are not being enforced. Same thing on the border. More than 2 million migrant confrontations with Border Patrol last fiscal year. More than 2 million. I think that's 10 times what there was in Trump's last year. Open borders still there. Very little border enforcement. In fact, the Border Patrol is mutinying down there. You might have seen that video. There's a mutiny underway. Because not only are they letting in children, they're letting in violent criminals, and then they're secretly flying those people. When I say they, that's Biden administration. Secretly flying them to cities all across the country in the middle of the night. Is this the kind of nation you want? Progressives want this. And then finally, there's the education. No grades. No, uh, it's the same thing. It mirrors law enforcement. Very little constraints on criminals. Let them out. No bail. Very little demands on high school students, middle uh, middle school students. No grades. Knock them out. And that's what I write about in my column. That is doing a disservice to the deprived children, the children with bad parents. Okay? They're not going to learn much, and they're not going to be able to compete. So all of this is in the progressive philosophy. They want this kind of a society, and they also want socialism. Okay, they want to do away with capitalism and all of that. So you know all that. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers? I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. 
Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Now, the key question that Victor Davis Hanson deals with is why is President Biden promoting this? And he is by not taking a hard stand against the open border, which is his fault directly. He's the one that threw out the remain in Mexico policy that federal judges order reinstated. He's the one that says nothing about violent crime. All right. He's the guy. So Hansen thinks he's impaired. All right. Now, Hansen doesn't know this is an opinion based upon Biden's performance. And there's no question that Biden is governing to the far left. There's no question at all. That's not debatable. That's what he's doing. Does he know what he's doing? Hansen says probably not. And there's a, a bunch of other columns comparing Biden to Woodrow Wilson. In 1918, when Wilson got the Spanish flu, he was incapacitated. He didn't know what he was doing, but it was covered up. Nobody, American people didn't know it. Okay, so Biden, we all know we can see him. And Hansen says he's in cognitive decline. I agree with that to some extent, but I could be wrong. But I'll tell you who isn't, who is not in cognitive decline, and that's Jill Biden the president's top advisor, as we laid out last week. She knows what this is all about. She knows how the extreme progressives have control of the Democratic agenda. She knows. And Joe Biden is almost totally dependent upon her. Okay, so that is the memo. Now, today, President Biden had two things on the schedule. He hosted a National Governors Association meeting. There were some Republican governors in there, um, and I'm glad to see that. Asa Hutchinson of Arkansas, Charlie Baker of Massachusetts, named two. And then he uh, hosted the emir of the state of Qatar in the Middle East. That's what Joe Biden did today. Okay, the cops. So two New York City police officers were killed in an ambush. Um, the guy who did it is dead. Two officers were shot in St. Louis, both in their 20s. They survived. Three officers shot in Houston, Harris County, Texas. They survived. Two officers shot in Milwaukee. Um, they survived. One Kentucky state trooper shot. He's in stable condition. What are all of these outside of Kentucky have in common? They are run by progressive mayors and city councils who do not want to enforce the law. So just last week, in a seven-day period, two dead cops, eight wounded cops in America. Now, why? 
because when criminals are not held accountable for committing crimes, there will be more crimes committed. That's it. They become emboldened. You can see it in San Francisco, in L.A., in New York, in Chicago. They say swagger around armed, armed with guns. And the DA in New York City says, even if you have a gun in the commission of a robbery, we're not going to charge you with a felony. That's insane. That's what's happening. So I wanted to find a progressive person to explain all of this to me from that point of view. We cast a net and we came up with a guy you may remember. His name is Ellis Hennigan. He lives in New York City in Tribeca, a very swell progressive neighborhood. Okay, he is a columnist for Dow Jones Market Watch, and he writes books as well. Now, Ellis does not call himself. Put Ellis up there. Get him in here. Uh, Ellis doesn't call himself a progressive because he doesn't want to be pigeonholed in there. And I understand. I don't call myself a conservative. Good. Good. I hold. We'll get to you, Ellis. Um, I hold conservative beliefs, but I'm not a doctrinaire conservative. If there is a problem-solving activity on the liberal side, I will embrace it. Okay. So Ellis says he has conservative, uh, I'm sorry, progressive beliefs, but he isn't a progressive. I just want to get that up top. So I have a checklist here, Ellis. Rather than, you know, bloviate and, and BS, we don't do that here on the No Spin News. I'm going to ask you a series of things that progressives want and how you feel about them. Fair? Mm -hmm. Ready? Sure enough. Bring it on. Okay. Voter ID, should it be required? It's unnecessary. No, we're doing fine without it. I don't know who we is, but half America. the country feels has no confidence in the election well, at all. Half. Well, there's so, no, there's, so there's no evidence. Voter ID there's... is simply proving who you are before you cast a ballot. Now, in New York City, where you live, City Council said, hey, foreign people can vote in the local elections. That's going to be knocked out as unconstitutional. But why is it wrong for the government to compel people to show an ID? Why? Because it's not, it's, it's not necessary. There is no evidence of widespread voter fraud in America that would have any impact on any serious election, including the one that we've been debating for the last uh, year and change. And it has the additional impact, as you know, the more ID, the more proof, the more grilling questions you, you, you engage in at the polling place, you make it harder for people to vote. So on balance, we're better off with the system the way we have it now. Okay, so you say that providing an identification is a burden for some people. Is that what you're saying? Well, it depends on how you handle it, obviously, but what kind of ID, how far you push it, what do you do when someone has state one issue, kind of ID and not states, another? It's a problem. States control a, the votes, a state-issued ID. Could be a driver's license, could be a social security number, could be anything like that. You see, you open the door to fraud and you say, not needed, but I say, and I'm right, that half the country doesn't have, at least, has no confidence in our electoral system. None. Now, well, imposing an ID might restore confidence, right? Well, I'm sticking with the facts. I, I can't uh, adjust to, to, to what people's no, opinions right. are. I'm telling Ellis you. Ellis Hennigan wants no ID at all. 
I, I, I assume you don't want you, any ID to buy alcohol and marijuana, right? No ID for that? You cannot show me evidence of widespread voting fraud that would affect no, no, the election. No, 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 Ellis, until Ellis you stay, can on do my, that, stay on my question. Until you can do alcohol, that, Alcohol, pot, no ID necessary? For, for what, I'm sorry? Alcohol and pot to buy it. Yeah, no I ID? No, I, I'd like ID for that. I think that's a oh, problem. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of kids. ID for booze so and pot, but not ID for the most important part of being a citizen casting a ballot. Okay, just want to get you on a record. Okay. okay, are you concerned about Zuckerberg and Soros pumping hundreds of millions of dollars into the election to try to persuade people, sometimes one-on-one, -on -one, with home visits, all right, to vote a certain way. Does that concern you? Absolutely. I'm so happy, by the way, that you've joined me in, uh, in, in election reform of that sort. Absolutely. It's a big problem. All right. So you agree with me that the uh -huh. same standard of voting for the polling place should be in mail-in ballots? Uh, well, I, I'm not sure how you would do that exactly. For instance, we prohibit electioneering at the polls. I don't know that you could really stop someone talking at the kitchen table about who they're going to vote for. I, I but think I you do. could charge them with a felony if they entered a home and try to convince people to vote a certain way. I think that could happen. You'd have to get the I, testimony of the voter. But yeah, if the voter tested, sure. testified, then you charge a person with a felony. Yeah, I'm not sure you really want to be in the business of telling people who they can have at their at their kitchen yeah, table. But I, I do. No, no, I do. I want anybody who goes into a private home or a nursing home or a facility that tries to convince someone with a mail-in ballot to vote a certain way. I want them charged. Yeah. Just so you know. It, it, OK, no, and, I, and I, okay. Don't, I don't agree with that. I think I should have the right to invite anyone into my home. In inviting. OK. Yeah. No bail laws. All right. You're in New York City. You know the difference between Giuliani and Bloomberg administrations. And now that de Blasio will see what happens with the new mayor. No bail law. You like it? No, I'm not for no bail. I'm for sensible bail. I think under Sen the old right. system, should judges, the old be, system should judges have the power to put sensible bail on people? Yes. Okay. So that means we'd have to throw that insane no bail law out in New York. How about no grades? In high school, as you know, I sent, I sent you my column. Did you read my column? Yeah, yeah, I liked your column. Okay. It, was, it was interesting. It, no brought me back, it brought me back to the holy name of Jesus and, and Sister Marcella, I was thinking about. Um, you know, I got to say, I think it, you, it really has more to do, honestly, with good teachers than the question of whether there's a letter grade or an evaluation or, or some other way that we judge students. I'm not wedded to the idea of A, B, C, D, E, F, no. whatever the grades are. But I, somehow or another, you got to say, hey, this kid is ready to move on to the next grade. But I'm open-minded about how you do that. Open-minded. All right. Open-minded is always good. Uh, the, open borders, talking about open, um, Biden administration obviously is enforcing uh, border law. And the proof of that is the Border Patrol is in mutiny. So do you think Biden has screwed up the border? I think the border is screwed up. I don't think any one of our last dozen presidents has had a grip on it. We don't have control of our immigration system. I think a lot of it, frankly, is kind of hopeless. I think that hopeless. as long as we have a know, Trump economic cut it down. demand. Trump cut it down pretty substantially. All right. And yeah. then Biden knocked that out. And then we have millions of people illegally crossing. 
Would you criticize Biden for the knocking out of the remain in Mexico policy? Uh, honestly, I would say that most of those rises and falls, which happened during Obama, have went up and down during Trump, I think is the, is the more balanced way. I think most of that is beyond the reach of the president. I think that as long as our economy has a demand for people, those people will find their way in here. I think that's most likely to happen. You're dodging. So no, under I'm Trump, exactly with, the in the last year of the Trump administration, the amount of migrants entering the USA mm -hmm. was a fraction of what it is now, a fraction. Yeah. Would you not hold Joe Biden accountable for that mass wave of humanity coming in here, flying people in the middle of the night on taxpayer expense so no one knows to different parts of the country? Do you like that policy? You think yeah, that's no, good? Yeah, this is what I think. I think that it would be much better if we had an ordered and legal immigration policy. I think that all recent presidents have failed to do that. And until both our parties were able to come together and do some comprehensive immigration reform, right. I so think you're it's not hopeless. Gonna you're not going to criticize Biden on the open border thing. I'll you're not going to do I'll that. I'll criticize them all. I think we've all, all presidents have failed. You would Biden agree with that, right? The absolute worst in American history on the border, and there's no question mm -hmm. of it. Okay, what about Biden's mental capacity, just as an American now. You're not a pundit anymore. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there, you're watching a two-hour press conference. You see him and the way he conducts himself. You worried about him? You know, it's, it's I'm not really very worried about him. I think that it is great politically for Biden for people to underestimate his mental capacity. And the same way they did in the campaign. Remember all that basement Joe, he can't do anything. And then he, went, then he went and beat the other guy. <laughs> okay, he beat him because Trump beat himself. That's why he won. But the polling now is hovering around 40% job approval. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a good thing for Joe Biden. No. I, no. I mean, do you? No, I, I think, in fact, it's almost, it's almost where Trump's numbers were. They're almost, almost exactly parallel. I think we're at a point, honestly, Bill, that we hate whoever our president is. Um, so... If the election were held tomorrow and Joe Biden ran against an unnamed Republican, you would vote again for Joe Biden based upon his um, performance up most, to now? Most, most, most likely, yeah. Okay. I just, I'm glad you're honest. That's why we uh, brought you in, because people write me all the time. How can anybody support Joe Biden with all of the inflation, all of the chaos, the Afghanistan thing? I mean, you didn't think Afghanistan he handled well, did you? No, that was, that was kind of a mess. We could have gotten out uh, better than okay. that. All right. So, but you'd still vote for him again. Four more well, years. I one, mean, one, show, one more question. Show me, show, show me think, who he's running against, but probably, yeah. All right. I mean, look, if he, if he ran against uh, Big Pappy, David Ortiz, I'd vote for Big Pappy. At least he had somebody uh. in there who could put a sentence together. But anyway, <laughs> um, do you believe that Biden and the Democrats are going to get whacked in the November election, despite all the dark money? Most likely. Okay. Ellis I mean, listen, the out, party, the out party almost always loses in the midterms. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But this is going to be historic proportions, yeah, we'll I think, at this point. We'll see. So, we'll Ellis, see. look, we'll talk again. We appreciate it. If there's anything on your mind that, you know, you're riled up about, let us know. We'll throw you on. At least Ellis is honest. You know, that's all I ask of uh, my loyal opposition. Okay, let's get to Black Lives Matter, talk about 
dishonest. I mean, this is unbelievable. So after the George Floyd killing, about $90 million flowed into Black Lives Matter. And uh, we don't know. We haven't gotten an update. And I assume that they're still picking up a lot of money. But I'm going to use $90 million right now. So uh, the head of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, was forced to resign because she used some of that money to buy a number of properties, million-dollar homes, all right? So that got out. It was a scandal, and Patrice uh, had to quit. But her wife, Jenea Khan, is still in Black Lives Matter. There's Jenea. I, I didn't know she was a uh, cowgirl, but I like the hat. So Jenea apparently has okayed a $6.3 million purchase in Toronto, Canada, of a former communist headquarters. So BLM is going to pay $6.3 million and a reported $1.7 to renovate, bringing it up to $8 million. Nobody quite knows why this is happening, all right? But they got cash. But the Black Lives Matter people in Canada are mad, okay? They say they were not consulted. They think it's unethical. They don't, you know, the money is supposed to go to social justice, going over real estate. Okay, so Black Lives Matter, mad at each other. Wages are rising in America, the Biden administration taking credit. And uh, let me explain how this goes. It is a good thing that wages are rising. In fact, the average wage today is $31 an average. Okay, $31 an hour on average. And that's good. And that's up from a that's up $1.33 in one year. All right. So workers are doing very well. And the reason is that 73 million people left their jobs during the COVID lockdown. Many of them did not come back. In fact, there are 10 million vacant positions available in the USA right now. 10 million. So of the 73 million who bailed, a substantial portion, we don't know how many because the government only tracks people who apply for unemployment insurance. So if you just retire or get out, they don't track you. Okay, so we don't know how many of the 73 million have come back. We do know there are 10 million empty jobs. So if you want a job, you can get one in America. The problem is, even with this big rise in wages, inflation is running about 10%. Okay, when you factor in energy and food, which the government does not, if you can believe these stats. So energy and food, way up. And that takes away all of the rise in wages because you're paying more for the stuff you need to live. So when you hear about all of this, understand it's a ruse, a three-card Monty thing, right? The economy is good now. The corporations and small businesses are making money. COVID is subsiding. I'll get to it in a moment. 
But the labor force is shaky because there aren't enough workers. That's why people are making more money. Okay? It's supply and demand. Um, there's a poll, ABC News, and it looks like it's fair. Republican 26, Democrat 27, Independent 37. Here's a question. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden is handling inflation? Approve 29%. Disapprove 69. Ellis was probably one of the 29. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden is handling the economy? Approve 42, disapprove 56. That's tied in somewhat to inflation. So that's why uh, the Democrats are going to get whacked in November. All right, on to COVID. So in New York State, which was the first Omicron wave was here, okay? Cases are down 75% in two weeks, as I predicted they would be. And I'm not a genius. I just based my analysis on what happened in South Africa, where the Omicron originated. Across the country, COVID cases down 35% in two weeks. Now, my prediction was by Valentine's Day, February 14th, the COVID thing would be under control in this country. And all the mandates are going to be gone, even though the progressives like the mandates. They, they want to order everybody around. You know that. Okay, but they're going to have to go. But there might be another wave of something. All right. Ukraine. So finally, and I mean that literally, the United Nations is meeting. And we didn't hear anything from them. So today they had a session about Ukraine. Okay, and then Thursday, the Biden administration will brief all 100 senators in a classified setting, BS, all right, on the crisis in Ukraine. I mean, the moment that briefing is over, those senators are going to run out and tell the press whatever they want. Now, I didn't know, and I'm embarrassed to say it, because I think I'm the smartest kid on the block. I didn't know who the U.S. ambassador to the U.N. is. Do you know? Put her, put her up. Her name is Linda Thomas Greenfield, 69 years old, uh, from Louisiana, expert in Africa. Spent most of her foreign uh, policy and uh, foreign service in Africa. So she is the U.N. ambassador. Very low profile. Now, the U.N. should be in the forefront of dealing with Putin and Ukraine. They should be convincing the world that you can't just invade a sovereign nation for no reason which is what Putin is threatening to do. So the U.N., it shouldn't be always America. Where's the U.N.? So maybe a Miss Thomas Greenfield will get out there and start to rattle some chains. You know who Gigi Sohn is? There's another one. Put her on up. She is uh, Biden's nominee to run the Federal Trade Commission. It's actually the Federal Communications Commission, not the Federal Trade Commission. Federal Communications Commission, which oversees all the media. So Gigi is one of, ready, George Soros's pals. This is just unbelievable. Gigi and Soros are like that. And I'm going, what is wrong with Biden? She's the furthest left person you could nominate for this job. So Gigi was a fellow at the Open Society Foundation run by Soros. She co-founded Public Knowledge, a group 
and Soros gave her 1.2 million. <laughs> and she's the nominee to run the FCC, which oversees the media? It's not going to happen. I don't think she'll be, uh, I, I can't imagine the Senate confirming her. Now, we have a new segment every day called Lie of the Day. Lie of the Day, because there's so many. So I got to do this. So we check in with MediaBiasFactCheck.com. We're not convinced this is the greatest group in the world, but they do this every day. MediaBiasFactCheck.com. MediaBiasFactCheck, one word. And they have a lie, big lie of the day. Okay? So today... It's that two Australian children, Alison Coleman and Lachlan Leary, died after getting a COVID vaccine injection. They're dead, Alison and Lachlan. This is on social media. But according to the fact check, these people don't exist and never existed. So I warn you once again, social media, no. This day in history, 77 years ago, January 31st, 1945, Private Eddie Slovak executed for desertion the only American military person ever executed for desertion. There he is. Okay, in August 1944, he was shipped to France to fight the Germans with the 28th Infantry Division. He refused to fight, okay? He said he was too scared to fight. He was ordered back to the front lines, and he deserted for one day. Then he came back, and they put him in the brig, and they charged him with desertion, okay? They gave him, the U.S. military, a lot of leeway, to say, sign a confession, say he wouldn't desert again, he would not. So today, 77 years ago, they stood him up in front of a firing squad and killed him. Good mail segment. Final thought on kneeling during the national anthem coming up after these announcements. Sorting through your expenses, estimated payments, and all those tax deductions can be overwhelming might even lead to a failure to file and failure to pay penalties that pile up on your tax debt. The attorneys at Tax Network USA have been lifesavers for many Americans. Their team has successfully saved clients more than $1 billion in tax debt, a billion. Whether you're in the hole for 10,000 or 10 million, they are ready to help. The expert attorneys and tax professionals at Tax Network USA are equipped to secure the best settlement for you and help you resolve all tax cases. So please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. These debt relief programs are expected to change, so get started now. Please go to taxnetworkusa.com bill, or you can call 1-800-245-6000. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you.
Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. All right, let's get to the mail. Uh, we have Dr. G, a concierge member. Bill, you're 100% correct when you say the problem in education is parental guidance. I grew up in an Italian-American family living with my parents and grandparents. Only my mother graduated from high school. Education was a top priority, and grades were the measurement used by my parents. Look, Doc, I don't think there's any doubt. You take the grades away, the poor, deprived children are going to suffer even more than they're suffering now. Bobby, concierge member, Mr. O, great article. I teach at a Christian high school in Memphis, and I see everything you said in your column. There are wonderful, intelligent black and Latino students. The white students do not do any better if attention is given to the minority students. Absolutely correct. J. David Lee, Stevensville, Maryland. The thing that frightens me about uh, the secret midnight flights dumping illegal aliens all over the country is the fact that the mainstream media shows little interest in it. You, look, they're covering for Biden all day long. You know, they're covering. And they don't care, just like Ellis doesn't care. He didn't care about that. Doesn't care. George Hoffman, New York City, how does a conservative avoid developing Biden derangement syndrome? By sticking to the facts. Don't speculate, don't conspiracy theory, don't do any of that. Just the facts. That's not derangement. William Atterbury, Dawsonville, Georgia, as long as we as a society feel compelled to identify individuals by race or skin color, we will not get past racism. Very, very astute, William. Dan Carell of Saginaw, Texas. What is your definition of vaccinated? Is it one, two shots, and a booster? Vaccinated is two shots. Fully vaccinated includes the booster, and that is from the medical authorities. Susan Lubienz, Folsom, California, where the prison is. So the Arabella group is really bad news for America. We the people want it stopped. What can we do? Can't do anything. Arabella group is pounding money into these far-left groups, but it's legal. What they're doing is legal. Oh. Warren, how would you solve this problem, Bill? As you have pointed out, many Americans, maybe half, can receive nearly $50,000 in welfare entitlements without working. What steps would you take to reduce the welfare burden for people who are able-bodied? I do what Bill Clinton did. So if the government assigns you to go to a job interview or to go to an educational facility, and you don't go, you don't get anything. No federal or state entitlements. And that's what I do. Scott, 
Bill, thanks for your story on Kate Brown, the governor of Oregon. I live here just outside of Portland. I've not heard the story mentioned on the local media. The local media in Oregon does the same thing the national media does, Scott. They're not going to tell you there's a massive lawsuit against Governor Brown because of discrimination, because she lets criminals out and the victims have no say. I got to tell you that. George Albert, Williamsville, New York. COVID-19 has pounded the healthcare institutions. Many hospitals are grappling with severe shortages. How do we fix this? I don't know. I went to the hospital in November for that uh, stupid thing I had with the gallbladder, and the personnel was awful. Terrible. And they were all people who were hired because the experienced people left. That's the truth. Okay, so if you pre-order Killing the Killers, might be the best book you'll ever read if you care about terrorism. If you pre-order it from BillOReilly.com, we give you free a Regret Your Vote Yet sticker. All right, there's Killing the Killers, a secret war against terrorists. Best reporting I've ever done. You pre-order it from us. It'll be out May 3rd. You get the sticker free of charge, all right? Okay, another quick break. Back with a final thought on kneeling for the national anthem. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, final thought of the day. Where are the kneelers? Where are they? Colin Kaepernick, where are you? Have you seen any kneelers? Huh? Big playoff games? I haven't seen any. Uh, Great renditions of the national anthem. I haven't seen anybody kneeling. What happened? Were all the social problems solved? Here's what happened. The National Football League took a big economic hit when that kneeling started. And they said to the players union, we'll make you a deal. We'll allow you to put slogans on your helmets, the players that say, and racism, stop hate, 
we're all in this together, whatever it may be, they can put it on the back of their helmet. In return, nobody kneels. Secret deal. Not reported. That's what happened. So even the most radical players aren't kneeling. And not everybody has a slogan. Some teams have it. Some teams don't. But that's what happened. Now, you would think that the sporting press would notice what happened to all the kneelers. What? 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 Big money was lost by the NFL because of all of that radical stuff. So they clamped it down because above all else in the NFL, money rules. It's the same thing in the media, the news media, the entertainment media. All that matters is money. Okay? And that is corrupting. There's no doubt about it. Now, do I mind the helmet thing? No. I I don't think it's appropriate. I think the helmet is the helmet. If I were a player, I wouldn't put a slogan on there. What if you put a slogan that says, re-elect Trump? Is that okay? No, that wouldn't be okay. You see? Or re-elect Biden. They might let you get away with re-elect Biden, but they'd never let you put re-elect Trump on your helmet. So this is all a bunch of hypocrisy. It's a bunch of hooey. But Roger Goodell, who runs the NFL, he's answerable to all the owners. The owners were taking a big financial hit. They said, you better solve this, Roger. And Roger did. He and the union got together informally, I'm sure. No paper. We'll let you do this. But everybody stands. And now, everybody's standing. And in the Super Bowl, we congratulate the Rams and the Bengals, particularly the Bengals, who go from four wins to the Super Bowl in one year. Wow. I mean, that's pretty That's a pretty great accomplishment. But anyway, you're not going to see any kneeling at the Super Bowl. Thank you for watching this evening. We'll see you tomorrow.